Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land. And our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast. I'm Bill Cooper, and today I'm down at Merrimack Spring Park. There's a great event going on down here. It's a Kids Fishing Day. That's the 2022 Merrimack Spring Hatcheries Kids Fishing Day event. And, hey, it started out a little rainy this morning, but things have calmed down. A lot of people have poured in here a little bit later in the morning. But I have with me longtime friend Angie Vollmert. She's worked for the Conservation Department. Angie, I'm not going to say how many years. I'll say it. I'll have 30 in July. Will you really? I'm proud of it. Well, I didn't think he was 30 years. So, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've known you most of those years, I think. Yeah, and uh, we have. Well, is your retirement in the future? What's your uh, plan? You know, Thirty I look years. At it, but you know, uh, still got to pay the bills. So, oh, yeah. but I could, I could always find something else to do. Yeah, so. I, understand, I understand that. That's yeah. why I'm working today too, <laughs> help pay the bills. But uh, Angie, you've been involved, I guess, probably in this program ever since it started. Yes. How many much. years has this kids fishing program been going on? Boy, you know what? I'm not sure. Probably since. The 90s sometime, yeah. We've been doing it for a long time here, and we've had some good good years. And, you know, of course, the pandemic shut us down, and we didn't really do anything. It was very low-key what we did last year. But now we're kind of back in full swing where we're doing, you know, the tagged uh, fish prizes for the kids. Today we've got out 125 tagged fish for the kids to catch and bring in for a prize, which I think we've gotten over half of the yellow tags in. That's over half of the 75 that we tagged yellow, and I think we're about halfway on the 50 that we tagged blue, so we're, we're getting a good uh, return on our tag fish today. Something I haven't seen yet today, though, is a lunker come in. Now, we put in 12 really nice lunkers for the wow. kids to catch today, and we're also doing, for the big lunker today, we're weighing it, and we're get, that's going to get a free fish mount for whoever has that fish today. Well, hey, will that apply tomorrow too? No, that's just for the kids. So, I mean, there will there will probably be lunkers caught tomorrow, but just for the kids today. Just that's, for the that's, kids that's today. For them, yeah. Well, do you? It's what about eleven o'clock in the morning? I think right now, uh, and do you have any? idea how many kids have come in to fish many tags yes given we're out? up to 350 tags right now 350 approximately tags, and okay. i will say though i was expecting more people today with being such nice weather and other than the little bit of rain we got this morning you know here we've got a nice 80 something degree degree day today which is a lot better than the 95 we've had the last couple of days. So That's true. We but. might have had a meltdown down here if it hit to yeah. 95 again. But it is a beautiful, sunshiny day right now. Very but nice. i got to tell you, you know, this morning we left the house, I don't know, 530 or so. I live out north of St. James. When we hit St. James, it was pouring down rain. Yeah. So my grandson and I, we, we decided uh, we'd turn around and go back to the house and get raincoats. Of course, we brought them with us and got down here. It's still drizzling a little bit when we arrived, but it quit pretty quick. Uh, we never put our raincoats on. So. Yeah, it's just a small cell, I think, was here for a little bit. Angie, this is a great program. Like I said, 350 kids in here today. But, you know, if 
one kid comes along, how many people does he bring with him? <laughs> yeah, I mean, brothers and sisters, you know, mom, dad, there's grandfathers, grandmothers coming with them. I'm probably aunts and uncles, you know. It, yeah, there's getting, a lot of vehicles yeah, here, I mean, a lot of people just, stirring around. Yeah. And I was down early with my 11-year-old grandson, Ronnie Cooper Austin. He came down to fish, caught his five fish, and then fell in the creek. <laughs> Got nice and cold. <laughs> but it was so much fun to look up and down the spring branch and see so much activity going on. Little bitty guys, you know. Yeah, like some I mean, of them, we I think, get two, it, three years old. Yeah, we get it from that age, you know, up to 15. So it's 15 and under that gets the free tag for the kids fishing. Yeah. yeah well, it uh, certainly is a great program, but to watch these little bitty guys, it, it's always, you know, they're... Bill, what are you doing over there, duck hunting? Yeah. <laughs> it's always fun to watch their response when that fish comes flopping out of the water, you know. So a couple of little kids, of course, they just tickle pink, you know, their first fish ever. Yeah, and that's another thing we're doing today. We're doing the first fish certificate. So if the kids are catching their first fish today period or first fit uh, trout for the day that they've ever caught we're doing the uh, first first fish certificate for them that's so, awesome yeah that's awesome yeah well i saw one little kid though the fish come flopping out and boy he went running up and rang, screaming and crying he didn't want anything to do with that fish <laughs> <laughs> it, it does scare some kids you know i think some kids have probably grabbed a bluegill before and got you know get the fin in the oh, hand and exactly. i think that that probably scares them sometimes they think that's going to happen again or something you know yeah yeah, but, yeah. it's always fun to watch but you know it, hey this is a great uh, time to people watch and i sit around and take photographs and talk to a lot of people help was able to help a couple young couples uh get started trout fishing some of them this will be their first experience with mm-hmm. trout fishing. They bring the yeah. bass fishing equipment or the yeah. cat fishing equipment, which is a bit too heavy. So I loaned some ultralights this morning, saw some kids catch their first fish. Yeah, we have several people that come up and say, yeah, this is the first time we've been to this event, you know, or maybe the first time we've fished for trout. So that's not unusual. Not not at all, but what a great program it is. And, and these programs, uh, these same programs take place in the other trout parks as yes. well. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't know the dates. They're not Roaring all. Rivers are they all on the same day? Ours and Roaring Rivers on the same day. And Montauk had theirs. Was it last week? I think As so. Did Bennett? I think so. Yeah. 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 But boy, with the four trap parks. Uh, or maybe this it was program. two weeks ago. I'm not sure. Man, you're, anyway, you're getting yeah. a lot of new fishermen yeah. coming yeah. into the program. And I assume that's the idea behind this uh, whole program is, is to get yeah. people started fishing and give them that outdoor experience. Yeah. And hopefully they'll come back yes. and hopefully they'll yeah. stick with it. Yeah, we're trying to encourage, you know, a new generation to, you know, get used to fishing, want to be in the outdoors, you know. Because we do so many of the young kids today, I mean, they, their activities are more inside, so we're trying to encourage them to get outside. And it's not just fishing, it's whatever. It's hunting, hiking, you know, explore the nature, you know, bird watch, whatever, you know, go on a hiking trail. We're always trying to encourage, you know, the new generations to take advantage of what we've got here in Missouri. You know, and all the things that the conservation department has helped. Help oh, absolutely! Now, I don't know if you're old enough to remember all this, but I remember when the conservation department, uh, you know, did the one eighth of one percent sales tax. Actually, when I was in college, I, I carried a petition to get signatures to get that on the ballot, and it passed by. That one eighth to one percent sales tax passed by like eighty two percent. I mean, it was just I mean, an overwhelming vote. We are vote. so lucky here in Missouri. Oh. We have that dedicated tax base funding. I talk to other people in other states, and you know, their conservation departments are struggling for funding. You know, so I it's just great that 
Missourians still think a lot of that and still want to contribute they to do. that. They so. do. Missourians have, have been great conservationists for many, many decades now, and we are seeing so many great rewards from the monies from those programs. Our conservation department, I brag on our conservation department all the time. It's uh, without a doubt the best in the country. I think there's only one other, uh, one other state in the union. Arkansas, I think, has a, a dedicated sales mm-hmm. tax as well. But the programs we're able to generate, of course, we we uh, uh, all look forward to the fisheries improving, hunting improving, you know, and it's kind of land-based. And uh, department, I think, owns, give or take, you know, about a million acres now. And that's a lot of land and a lot of water. It is, But, yeah. you know, in the last decade, it seemed like the programs have really started coming on strong. Yeah, and people's interests are changing, too. You're seeing a lot more. Now we're, you know, having some mountain biking on department areas and yeah. you know that's something people can do we're always you know pushing trails get out there and explore but there's a lot more things to do than there used to be you know it just used to be hunting and fishing you know and you know, but there's more to it than that yeah, yeah, yeah. lots of bird watching well, areas yeah know. that was back in the good old days that's when i first come along you <laughs> yeah. know and, and now it's it's just so incredible to to see all the activities i know i've and they put out alerts. I get these uh, feeds from the conservation department every day on Facebook and social media, uh, talking about different things that are, are going on. I quite often wish a lot of programs that they do were closer to me. You know, yeah, I, I'd, I'd go to them participate. Yeah, but I mean, with the price always, of gases, I'm not driving I, too far these that. days. Yeah, I mean, you go online and the nature centers offer all kinds of activities. You know, we've got people doing kayaking you know introduction to fishing uh, just so many things you know well there there are a number of things going on here uh today uh what are some of the other activities that uh, you guys are sponsoring today uh yeah right now they're doing the uh, fish print t-shirts which is something we usually do on kids day the kids can come they it's really cheap the t-shirt's five dollars and they have different uh, fish replicas that the kids can paint then you take the t-shirt you make an impression with your hands on that fish replica and you know you get that fish print on your t-shirt and then they've got stamps you can stamp all kinds of different things on there too other butterflies whatever put your name on it that's just cool. something something hands-on for the kids is there an age limit on that too <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I always use a new t-shirt you know what but, else uh, but we've yeah, got uh, tu is here yeah. out of st louis uh some of their volunteers are helping today which is a first for us and and they've got a little booth down there i see a guy's doing fly tying down there this morning and and they're promote, promoting some things down there gonna have a casting contest here at 11 uh what else we got in there i think rachel's doing her booth she's got all kinds of animal pelts down there you can look at <laughs> different stuff she's got history of merrimack spring park hey i wonder hey i see on the list here it's got an egg hunt this oh, is not yeah, easter what's the egg hunt well, about what know, kind of eggs we, are they on we for we kicked that idea around a couple of years ago to do this for kids day and so we finally implemented it this year and it's our first year uh what we did is hide 50 eggs along the spring what kind branch. of eggs just your, your basic plastic Easter egg, oh, you know. Oh, yeah, really? And so we hid those along the, the spring branch in the kids' fishing area, and we told them, go look for eggs, uh, one egg per kid. And what we did is put a number inside the eggs. So they bring it back up to us up here. We let them pick a prize. So well, I think there, there's all kinds of ways to win prizes here yeah, today. Oh, yeah, you, not only you that. You guys, it's yeah. 11 o'clock in the morning. You still got a lot of stuff yeah, to give away. Yeah, you can match your free fishing tag number for a prize, uh, catch the tag fish for a prize, find the Easter egg for a prize. Yeah, we're... <laughs> 
we've, we've got the prizes. What else? Let's see. I think we have free tree seedlings we're giving away today, which we, that's something we usually do every year. I see right. the Great fish program. simulator booth is going Yeah, virtually there. catch yeah. a fish. So, yeah, yeah they've got I, it I set up. i got to check that out. Okay, so you got a rod in your hand. Uh, it's actually feeding into a box that's giving you tension like you're actually fighting a fish, and you're actually watching on a screen like a fish, you know, kind of fighting around. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, I mean, and the, let me tell you, you put it, that rod in your hands, it does feel like you're fighting a fish. So does it's it a, really? It's a fish simulator, like fishing simulator, like you're actually fishing. Uh, I, so. I'm going to have to tell you. What about an int- interpretive table? What's on the interpretive yeah, table? Yeah, that's Rachel's table. She's got uh, animal pelts down there, you know, nature-type things like that, where you can really get hands-on with stuff in nature. And that's that's something new she's doing this year. I think she's also got history of Merrimack Spring running on, on the uh, screen down there, too, where you can just watch that and learn some things about how we stock trout and history of Merrimack Spring Park. Well, a lot of interesting things going on. Now, here's one I don't think I've ever seen before. MDC Kane. C-A-I-N-E oh, canine demonstration. demonstration. Oh, it's so, yeah. canine. So, yes, some of the, the new dogs that the agents have to help them out in the field, we've got one here today, and that's something new. We've not done that before, and I think he's going to do a demonstration with the dog here about noon. Oh, so some, some new uh, uh, activities going on this year. It's, uh, boy, it's busy. A lot of people stirring around here. And, uh, folks, uh, this activity just takes place, what, once a year? Yes, the kids' once fishing a year. program. Yeah. But yeah, you also have other programs. There's a Veterans Day yeah, fishing program. Yeah, that's coming up in June. We have free Veterans Fishing Day every year. Yeah, that's and really coming there's up. There's also a Ladies' Day, if yes, I remember correctly. Yes, in September we'll have our Ladies' Free Fishing Day every year. So yeah, and I advise you to stay clear, guys, when that's taking place. The <laughs> lady fishermen can be Oh, yeah, tough they'll, on they'll you. run you guys out of the hole if you're fishing <laughs> in their hole there. So. <laughs> well, a great day here at uh, Merrimack Spring Park. And again, this is 2022 Merrimack Spring Hatchery Kids Fishing Day. This this event is put on, of course, by the Missouri Department of Conservation in uh, cooperation with uh, the James Foundation. And there's some other people working here as yes, well, Yes, we have free hot dogs here. I think Sportsman's Club's doing that. Phelps County Bank is doing free sodas. Uh, like I said, TU guys are here. First time they've got a booth here. Uh, Operation Game Thief is here. We didn't talk about them. So they've got their booth set up down there. A lot of the good history of, you know, conservation enforcement in the booth there. Uh, what else? I, I think we, I think we pretty it, well yeah. covered it, but the point is, lots of activities, and, and the day is not just for the kids to catch fish. They can actually pick up some new skills and certainly some new interest here at Merrimack Spring Park. Well, Angie, I appreciate you being on the program with me. A lot of, lot of good uh, information here, and I hope, hey, 30 years coming up, I don't know how many years you're going to do, but I hope you're going <laughs> to think about retiring for too long and yeah, probably. probably fishing full-time. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say if I'm here in five years, uh, you know, that'll be doing about to the end there. So <laughs> we'll see, though. You know, plans do change. Once again, this is Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast. We're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Brandon Licklider here with the Marys County Bank in Cuba, Missouri. I uh, wanted to real briefly talk to you today about uh, the pre-qualification process, um, something that's been really prevalent here of late with uh, all the properties that are out there on the market. Um, when you get into looking for some of these recreational properties that can kind of, the product type that can go along with the property varies a little bit from property to property. So I would like to encourage everybody, if you have the opportunity, give me a call, 573-885-8900. Uh, we'll walk through that pre 
pre-qualification process, let you know what loan products are available for the type of property you're interested in purchasing and, and work real hard to make sure you're prepared to purchase that property of your dreams. In closing, just want to let everyone know that the Marys County Bank is an equal housing lender and member FDIC. Welcome back to this second segment of Living the Dream Outdoor podcast. Today I'm down at Merrimack Spring Park at the 2022 Merrimack Spring Hatcheries Kid Fishing Day. This is an annual event. It's been quite successful over the year. I know COVID uh, kind of knocked it in the head for a year or so, but uh, boy, there's a lot of people here today. In the first segment, I had Angie Vollmer with me. She's a 30-year veteran with the Missouri Department of Conservation. I think most of her career was probably spent right here at uh, Merrimack Spring Park, but uh, currently for this segment, I have with me Mr. Wesley Swee. He's actually the regional manager of the James Foundation here in uh, Missouri, and uh, of course, uh, Merrimack Spring Park is owned by the James Foundation, and it's just a great asset to the St. James community and the region. But, uh, Wesley, you look like you're kind of laid back at this event today. Oh, this What's is, that all uh, about? Well, it's kind of getting back in the groove of Kids Fishing Day. Uh, you know, when I, I worked for this, my first fishing day was 2008 with the Missouri Department of Conservation and kind of brought it along along the way and, and trained all the employees and now they're the ones taking over and I'm just kind of sitting back and enjoying kind of <laughs> seeing it uh, you know, come to fruition and everybody out having a good time and for once I was actually able to take my three kids out there and catch some fish and I'm, I'm having a good day. Hey, absolutely. But what a beautiful day it turned out to be. It started out a little bit rough. We come through some rain getting here this morning. Actually, uh, Turned around, went back home, got rain jackets, thought we were sure. going to need them. But sure, yeah. it turned out about a, a beautiful day. And people are actually still coming in. It's, oh, yeah. It's close to noon. And I thought uh, we got here this morning, of course, here for the whistle. And uh, there were quite a few kids here, but we got down just around the turn of the bend, uh, and we're all by ourselves on a hole for a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's kind of changed lately. Uh, not a lot of people want to do the early bird fishing, and, <laughs> and uh, they'll sleep in, and they know there's a lot to fish stock today. I think they put out 3,000 fish for wow. for them to catch. So It's a big fish, too. Yeah, yeah. My kids caught you know, at least a two-pounder. Really? And I reeled it in. I'm like, I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, how old are your children? Uh, four, nine, and twelve. And you so, had all three of them by yourself. Yeah, uh, people kind of look at me. I'm like, I, I don't know why I, I do it. I just kind of move from one pole to the next and uh, put bait on, throw it out there, move to the next one, untangle one, and when they start catching fish, then it's kind of chaos. And my, oh, uh, my twelve yeah. year old, I'm like, hey, go net that one. I'll work on this one over here. And he, and when they say they're ready to go, I'm like, oh, let's do it. Let's go home. Ready to go. We'll call it a day. You bet. But, oh, it's such great fun to watch everybody up and down the stream. Everybody saw a lot of people helping other people. We got to do that a little bit this morning, too, because so many people come in their first time at trout fishing. They don't know what equipment to bring. And oh, see, exactly, yeah. see some heavy-duty stuff going on, and we loaned some poles. In fact, I was worried about, man, I loaned a nice ultralight and a long handle dip net and I thought well I may never see those again but I just came through the gate again up front they had them uh, sure yeah they've been turned well, back nice. in and I got them back yeah that's that's pretty sweet but uh Wes this is not the only activity that goes on here at Merrimack Spring Park since you and your wife uh Kendra have been here boy you've just kind of 
uh, blown a breath of fresh air into the James well, Foundation you, yeah. and the activities here with so many things going on. Uh, what are some of the other events that people can expect to uh, see here and maybe participate in over the years? Sure. Well, yeah, we've really tried to just kind of bring the energy back to Merrimack Spring Park and, and, and uh, just more things to do. Uh, next week is actually our first annual pollinator festival, and we've got about 25 vendors, educational booths, organizations going to come and set up tents and, and be there for the people to just learn about uh, the importance of pollinators. We have uh, like an Audubon group going to give birding tours. It's our, uh, I think we're calling it the Bugs, Birds, and Blooms <laughs> Festival. So the three Bs. The uh, three Bs. But so. what a great idea and a great event. And I'd say that's a first for Merrimack Spring. It is, yeah. It, a couple of years ago, we started an, an initiative to really convert the habitat in the park to support pollinators and and so this is kind of three years in the making you know getting a lot of stuff ready to go on the ground and and now we've got fields out there that have been planted and and they're going to start flowering here soon and finally it started warming up and i think i think our first field that we planted two years ago should really start blooming here next week so be well, another to interesting see. thing, though, in this whole process, you haven't done it all yourself. You've involved the community. Oh, yeah, there's yeah, been, we, been a number of uh, uh, volunteers that have come out and helped mm-hmm. with this process. Exactly, yeah. Where'd those people come from? Uh, a lot of times we just post something, on, post the event on Facebook, or, or we talk to, like, master gardener groups, or, you know, anybody that's shown a little interest, they call us, and we're like, hey, show up at, at this date, and uh, you can help us seed some fields, and we give them a bag of wildflower seed, and we all we all work together, and and we do small fields that way. We use a tractor and a and a, and a spreader on on the bigger stuff, but you know it's just getting people involved. And once they see what we're doing, they they're like, well, how can I do that at my my land or or my park? You know that kind of stuff. So well, that's kind of a hidden benefit, I think, of the it whole is. program. It's it's You're really catching on. People in the process, and we know that pollinators, you know, are in trouble around the world. I guess. And uh, been a lots of programs pop up. I know MDC has been uh, been uh, quite active in in that regard. And now here you guys are picking it up and involved yeah. a lot. Of, yeah, lot there's of there's actually a lot of cost share and support from the you know the the federal government, state state government, just to to help people get this uh, the seed on the ground and, and and help support the pollinators, especially the kind of the flagship or the poster child is the monarch butterfly, and and that that uh, Butterfly flies right through this corridor from all the way from Mexico, makes its migration through Missouri and heads even further north. And, and that was kind of one of the reasons we uh, picked picked our fields here to plant. Well, uh, I tell you, it's kudos all the way for you, you guys. But it, it's, it, of course, I've been into this stuff for. Uh, decades and uh, I enjoy the butterflies and everything always you know even as a park naturalist and as a outdoor rider and photographer I've always taken time to uh, photograph the wildflowers and the birds and the bees so to speak but as old as I am even it's intriguing to watch the post that you guys put up, uh, right. you know, I caught it. Caught the fact that the first monarch showed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, we saw was working first. on some milkweed, laid some eggs, and you actually yep, got we to saw see that. the eggs. Well, you know, if you guys weren't doing it, myself and I'm 
so many thousand other people would miss that process. But it, it's just kind of like a rose for your day, you know. Exactly. It, yeah. Hey, it's just, a good feeling. It's mm-hmm. a good thing. It makes us feel good about uh, not only our community, but our state of Missouri, which we're all very proud of in our Missouri Department of Conservation. But across the country, uh, there's a growing interest in this sort of thing. And people are doing great things mm-hmm. all across our country. Right. I mean, a lot of it is like... You know, it all starts with the, the insects, and, and the you bring those back, that's going to bring more birds in the area, more wildlife. You know, people may think, well, they're just working on the on the butterflies and the the, and the, the birds and stuff. Well, that brings in the bigger wildlife, too. The turkeys and, and the deer, they love what we're doing, too. People were concerned when we, we started converting our fields from, you know, fescue to soybeans if, if the deer were going to be okay. And I'm like... <laughs> The deer are going to be just fine. They love soybeans. Well, I tell them the turkey population sure was okay. A lot of us watched a huge flock of turkeys here in one of your bottoms uh, all winter long. Right, you know. yeah. I'm, I'm guessing close to 100 birds. At least. Yeah, and I'm sure they dispersed all over the countryside. We've just had our uh, Missouri turkey season, and, of course, we're all concerned about the turkey populations down a little bit. But mm-hmm. i got to say, in this area, it looked pretty good. It looked good. I had yeah. a, I had a, a, good, a successful hunt this year. I mean, it was tough. It was it was cold. I don't remember wearing a sweatshirt in the last season, last week of turkey season ever. So, well, fortunately, I, I killed a turkey in a Yucatan in Mexico. It was a good thing I did because I didn't have too good luck here. I did miss one. I do have to admit that, but I uh, still had a great time. But Wesley, there's some other uh, events that are going to take place here at Merrimack Spring Park throughout the summer. And sure, I haven't made it to one of your musical programs yet, but I certainly hope to do that this this summer. Yeah, we, but uh, those have been very well attended as well. Yeah, we're calling that Music on the Merrimack. Music on the Merrimack. We have four concerts scheduled this year. The first one will be immediately after the Pollinator Festival next Saturday, so May 21st. We have the K Brothers coming down from Columbia. They are a very high-energy, high fun to watch. Just kind of <laughs> tap your feet and stomp, and, and you'll have a good time. Sit back and have, have a good exactly. time. Exactly. Now, so. I, I know your background, you, you know, you work for the conservation department uh, as a hatchery manager for many, many years. But I see some other, you know, uh, unusual, different, new things happening here at uh, Merrimack Spring Park. And I have to think, all those are not your idea. No, no. <laughs> I get suggested a lot of those by, by my wife, Kendra. She she kind of came up in the uh, Missouri State Park system and, and uh, with it being the... I think she was called the state coordinator for interpretive services. So she was training all of the state park naturalists and and all the educational things for kids to come out and do. And and she's really had some great ideas. And the programming here for the James Foundation has really gone to the next level. Oh, it it really has. And you and I have talked many times over the years. I was superintendent here back in the 70s and kind of acted as a naturalist too. And there was kind of more caps to wear and jobs to do than one person could get done. But I actually dreamed of being able to do some of the things that you guys it's finally, you know, <laughs> made that circle, that well, loop. Yeah. And you've got a couple yeah. in here that uh, highly motivated. Of course, you're educated, and uh, both of you got a lot of experience on your belt. And I, I have to hand it to you, the two of you work very well together. And, you know, it's got to be a great deal of satisfaction for you as well because you're improving the quality of life for this community and, for, you know, outreach to hundreds of miles away from here. People coming in and uh, families and the kids, everybody having a great time and you're educating them in the process. I always said education, you know. Yeah. I grew up in a... You got to sneak 
it in there sometimes. Exactly. And like, they uh, don't realize they're, they're learning so much, that, uh, and then they'll take it home with them. Like, that's exactly right. I learned right. that at the park. Yeah, if you're going to educate them, it's got to be fun in the process. That's right. Particularly that's in an right. outdoor setting. Well, you guys have hit the nail on the head. I don't know what your whole formula is, but uh, I, I always look forward to see what's going to happen next. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, Wes, man, it's been a pleasure to have you on the program. Of course, I like to get uh, you and Kendra both on uh, occasionally, just to keep us up, uh, keep the community and the area informed about what's going on at Merrimack Spring Park and with the James Foundation. But, hey, and uh, uh, let me see, you're in your second year, third there, year? This will be my third year. Yeah. Third year, man, time flies and you're it, having fun. It huh? does, it does. Uh, the last two years were kind of a blur, uh, 2020 and 2021. We're okay, just kind of like, but from here on out, just, no excuses. I, I know. you got three years under uh, your belt. <laughs> well, well, you see, you, you set the bar pretty high, so we can't keep expecting we'll, we'll keep it up more, there a little bit more a little bit yep. more well great job man again good to have you on the program this has been Wes Swee and uh bill cooper with living the dream outdoors podcast it was not for nothing that a canon law of the ancient church prescribed fishing for the clergy as being favorable to the health of the body and especially for their souls. It's from Romilly Fedden and the Golden Days of 1919. Hey, it's giveaway time. I always love this part of the program. Love giving away those $100 gift certificates to a lot of businesses around the Ozark area. And, of course, I encourage you to go to these businesses. Use their goods and services. Helps keep us in business. And the list is Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, The Fly Rod Journal, SmokerBuilder.com, Cowtown USA, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, Stainwater Bow Fishing, Scenic Rivers Guide Service and Tours, Huzal Valley Resort, Pico Lures, Devil's Backbone Outfitters, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, Mary's County Bank, Rich's Famous Burgers, The Fallen Outdoors, Ledco Sinker and Lure Company, Turnbow Outdoors, J&J Charters in Kaufman Cove, Alaska, and Bean Creek Game Calls. What a great list of outdoor people that uh, hey, support our hunting and fishing communities. And uh, be sure and uh, visit these folks. Spend some money with them. But today's giveaway is a $100 gift certificate from Huzal Valley Resort that you can put uh, towards a float trip or a camping trip over there. And uh, we'll be drawing here in just a second. But lots of lots of great things going on in the outdoors. I say that, I know, every week. But, hey, in the Missouri Ozarks, you can do something every, every month of the year. Yeah, some of the winter months can get cold and brutal, but you can still get out and fish your lakes and streams and some uh, hunting seasons going on, usually duck season, and just great things to enjoy. And I really do enjoy floating down our Ozark streams in the dead of winter. Uh, there's a lot fewer people out there, and if you can catch uh, snow on, man, it is absolutely gorgeous. But here we are in the dead of spring, a great time to get on the uh, rivers. I was just on the Merrimack River this week and uh, had a great time out there on the river, caught some uh, rainbow trout, and boy, just the fresh air and the smells, everything was absolutely fabulous. And the winter of this week's drawing for the $100 gift certificate from Huzal Valley Resort is Bailey Pearson. Bailey, congratulations. He's quite a outdoorsman. The guy is insane about deer antlers. He's a collector. He 
scavenges, he hunts year-round for deer antlers, goes to all kinds of deer uh, antler shows, and a great young man. Hope he likes to float. I know he likes to fix, because I saw him post uh, some pictures on Facebook just this week. But congratulations, congratulations, Bailey. I will get in touch with you and uh, make arrangements for you to take advantage of that. $100 gift certificate from Hoosall Valley Resort over Steelville, Missouri, one of our finest sponsors. Welcome back to Living the Dream Outdoors podcast. I'm Bill Cooper, and what a great time I've had today. I've been out at Merrimack Spring Park. It's owned and operated by the James Foundation, and uh, what a beautiful park it is. It's one of the four trout parks uh, in the state of Missouri, and although it's privately owned, they have a cooperative agreement with the Missouri Department of Conservation. They have a hatchery there, and they take care of the trout stocking program and fishing goes from march 1st to october 31st so uh hey if you've never been to merrimack spring park make a trip come out do some trout fishing visit the old ironworks the museums all kinds of wonderful things going on at merrimack spring park anymore uh wes and kendra swee are the managers there and doing a bang up job and have added a lot of new activities to Merrimack Spring Park. But there was a great event there with all the kids. Uh, the Missouri Department of Conservation <clears throat> put on this uh, Kids Free Fishing Day. Hundreds of kids showed up. There were over 3,000 trout stocked for the kids. I think they had a dozen or so lunkers. That's fish over three pounds. Dozens and dozens of prizes were given out. Man, free hot dogs, casting classes, uh, the Missouri Department of Conservation was there with some of their new dogs that they're using uh, uh, with the conservation agents these days. Man, there were free T-shirts, fly tying lessons, and uh, even free trees given given out. I know my own grandson brought a few pine trees home that uh, we we had to plant, of course, that afternoon. Great fun, though. I'd also like to give a shout-out to Stacy Gibson of Gibson Rods in beautiful St. James, Missouri. He's a fabulous rod builder and i yeah i use his rods uh they're pieces of art and uh stacy is quite the fisherman himself loves to fly fish so here's a superb fisherman building superb rods look him up take a look at these rods you'll want one also a shout out to jacob and jeremy patterson these guys two brothers jay and jay fly fishing they live far apart one in kansas city one over in illinois but they seem to get together about every weekend to go fishing somewhere and they are fantastic guides i mean these guys fish for anything anytime any place <laughs> they love to fish oh yeah they can catch the trout and the bass but they also like to catch the odd species like the carp and the gar and I fished with Jeremy a couple of times. These guys are deadly, but, you know, a lot of us don't like to fish when the water is high, maybe murky, but I was with the, on a trout stream with Jeremy uh, back in the winter, and the water was high and pretty murky, and I'm not real fond of those kinds of conditions, but he claimed that that's uh, his favorite conditions because he, he knows where the fish is going to be ho- holding, and I guess they can't see him as well. So he uses a great deal of stealth, and believe me, he caught a lot of rainbow trout that weekend just simply because of his techniques and dedication to fly fishing. Well, there's, I've been doing a lot of fishing myself lately. I'm kind of proud of myself, but I've uh, spent a little bit of time out at Merrimack Spring Park just catching a few rainbow trout. Uh, 
stocker fish, but uh, my mother, who's 93 years old, loves those fish. I flay them out and fry them up for her, and she gets a great kick out of that. But I also spent some time on the Merrimack River trout fishing. That's just below Merrimack Spring Park. Of course, a lot of the trout that are stocked in Merrimack Spring make their way down to the Merrimack River, and there's actually a red ribbon trout area that runs eight or nine miles there from the Highway 8 access just past Merrimack Spring Park to the east, and uh, that trout area runs all the way down to Scott's Ford, which is a low-water bridge about nine miles down the stream. Lots of fish in the river right now. Uh, Of course, the rainbows are constantly being fed into the river from Merrimack Spring, but occasionally the Missouri Department of Conservation throws in several thousand uh, brown trout as, as well. So you can catch both brown trout and rainbow trout out of the Merrimack River. And of course, on the Merrimack River, uh, particularly if you're going to keep fish and keep two over uh, 15 inches, you're going to need an annual trout stamp, whereas at uh, Merrimack Spring Park, you need that daily trout tag. So be sure and get out and enjoy some of that uh, trout fishing, either in Merrimack Spring Park or down on the river or both. Make a big day of it. But I've also been out doing some bass fishing. I had a great time on a friend's 15-acre lake a couple of weeks ago, caught bass to my arms were wore out. But I managed to put a six-pounder in the boat as well, which was a beautiful big female. I caught her off of a nest. The spawn was just beginning. But uh, got some great photographs, had a good time with that fish. Also, I've been to some public lakes, smaller Missouri Department of Conservation lakes, to uh, uh, do some bass fishing. But uh, I also found some red-ear sunfish, which I love, and they were bedded up. And I caught about uh, 10 real quick, like, you know, pound, pound and a quarter red-ears to take home for for dinner, I didn't work the bed over. I want to leave some for seed, you know. But uh, red ears usually have to catch them on the bottom using either earthworms, mealworms, or something of that uh, that nature. They really like uh, live baits. But I did uh, play with them some and uh, threw a few little flies and managed to uh, catch some fish with those flies as well. But bass fishing, uh, one lake uh, it's called Little Prairie Lake, not too far from my house, about a 100-acre lake. And the Missouri Department of Conservation is encouraging people to keep bass out of that lake. That's under 12 inches. They have a protected slop limit from 12 to 15 inches. But there's just thousands of small bass in that lake. And I've been going over and keeping a limit every time I go of just six bass under 12 inches. You say, well, that's a small fish, but doing a great service to the lake and helping the conservation department out. And uh, I really enjoy the fishing. It's uh, got a small boat, small motor, and you have to run at uh, just wake speed, but use my trolling motor to go all around the lake and primary fish shoreline. But I've been... Very successful with young, uh, yum, dinger worms, five inches, or sometimes I use the shorter worms, and uh, quite successful with those. I put a small weight, quarter ounce weight, generally use a six or eight pound line on a spin casting rod, fish the banks, and I've been using dark colored worms. I've I fished a lot of cloudy days, and those dark colors really show up in that dark uh, 
atmosphere and uh, the dark waters. And I take my time and fish very slowly and give the fish time to pick the bait up. And, of course, that young dinger will just slowly float to the bottom. I let it sit for at least 30 seconds and then just barely raise the rod tip and move that uh, worm just a little bit. And that seems to be when the fish most often pick it up. But what a great time. I've spent a couple long days over there in the last uh, week, and I've caught every day 100 to 150 bass. Like I say, they're not huge fish, but they're still a ton of fun to catch. And those bass fillets, let me tell you, if you're going to eat a largemouth bass, the uh, smaller fish are absolutely the best. Just pure white meat fillets, and you can batter those however you like and deep fry them. And just takes, gosh, a minute or so to cook those uh, each of those bass fillets, and they are excellent. I actually like them for breakfast sometimes. Have just a couple small bass fillets with some scrambled eggs and uh, toast and coffee, and it's a great, great meal. But lots of things going on in the Missouri outdoors, so be sure and get out and uh, enjoy the summer. Go floating, go fishing, go camping with the kids. And we've got hundreds and hundreds of uh, places in uh, Ozarks. You can go to camp. Huzal Valley Resort, one of our sponsors, one of my favorites right on the Huzal. Lots of camping, floating, fishing opportunities. But be sure and take a kid. Get them out. Teach them about the outdoors. Slow your pace down. Enjoy the day. Take several days. Take a week. Sometimes, I know I'm in the outdoors a lot, but when I go to a different place, it sometimes takes me a couple of days just to settle in, get relaxed, and really begin to enjoy the experience. Hey, this has been Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast, and I'm Bill Cooper. I'm enjoying my outdoor dreams. I encourage you to get into outdoor and enjoy your outdoor dreams as well. Hey guys, this is Frank Cox with Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Hey, have you ever considered a career in real estate? If you have, but you don't have your license, this is your opportunity. So each month, the Living the Dream Outdoor Properties team is giving away a free seat to the online training that you need to take in order to get your real estate license. We would love to have you join our team. All you got to do is go to our website, livingthedreamland.com, and then click on the Our Team button, and then click on the one that comes up under that that says Join Our Team. On that page, there's an application form. Just simply fill that out and get in contact with a member of our team, and I'll be giving you a call. We appreciate you, and uh, good luck. The Live in the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by... Live in the Dream Outdoor Properties, The Fly Rod Journals, SmokerBuilder.com, Cowtown USA, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, Stained Water Bow Fishing, Scenic Rivers Guide Service and Tours, Huzzah Valley Resort, Pico Lures, Devil's Backbone Outfitters, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, Mary's County Bank, The Fallen Outdoors, Ledco Sinkers and Lure Company, Turnbow Outdoors, J&J Charters, Kaufman Cove, Alaska, Bean Creek Game Calls, and Rich's Famous Burgers. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. 
Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.